one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet, Four Center. And we're here today to talk about D23. Big reveals from that, kind of, sort of, but a behind-the-scenes video with a lot of juicy morsels that you know we here at Four Center are dying to get into, plus a whole lot more. And your questions and a big announcement of something happening for Four Center at San Diego Comic-Con. With me to get through it all is Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landau. I am ready with my juicy morsels. <laughs> I've been waiting to digest these juicy morsels with you guys. You, you sir, are a juicy morsel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Jennifer 
Perlenda yes. with your Jar Jar Binks shirt. Yes. How uh, rude. Does, did you make that shirt? <laughs> it looks like it, right? No, it, that's the fun of it. Yeah. It's very so, simple drawing. It's a, so Obviously, this is an audio podcast, and I always mention Jennifer's shirts, but she has so uh, many great original Star Wars shirts. It's like a stick figure of Jar Jar. Yeah, yes. so it looks like Jar Jar is saying it is rude to be drawn so crudely. <laughs> exactly. How dare you draw me so crappily? This was an April Fool's joke uh, from what a beep. Bop, boop clothing. <laughs> well, I'm going to look them up because oh, like the internet. Got. Yeah, they have great. Oh, t-shirts. internet. So, guys, this past weekend, D23 happened. It is kind of the annual Disney convention. A lot of cool things happened there. Star Wars, Disney Lucasfilm was there in full. I was there in full as well, very full because I had a sandwich there. All right, um, <laughs> dad jokes are coming in, coming in hot. I hung out with Christian Harloff all weekend. Dad jokes are about. Uh, you know, going to flow out of my brain now. Uh, anyways, uh, it was fun. It was interesting. But I have a lot of questions about what Lucasfilm was trying to accomplish there. But I want to hear your guys' take from the outside look at it. Uh, I was, uh, you guys were down in steerage, and I was up on the with new money. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were playing the Irish jig. You were yeah. dancing with Jack and Rose. But uh, we got a lot of news coming out of D23. So let's dive right in and take a look at what happened, Jennifer. Yes, whew, a lot happened. So D23 kicked off the weekend with the Disney Legends Award, where icons like Oprah, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill were honored for their achievements and contributions to the Walt Disney Company. Mark Hamill thanked George Lucas, the fans, and all the people who have worked on Star Wars over the years. Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, wrote a statement accepting the award on her mother's behalf, which Bob Iger read aloud. Um, In Billy's statement, she shared that her mother secretly always wanted to be a Disney princess. So getting to be a Disney princess and a Disney legend would have been her ultimate dream. Oh, so touching. Uh, She could not be there to accept the award in person because she was shooting on American Horror Story. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was really really special. Billy does such a great job of kind of representing her mother from now on, unfortunately, with, ha- with what's happened. And I, th- I think she handles it very well and open and honestly mm-hmm. with what the situation is. And uh, I, I watched the video and was once again uh, moved by, by Billy Lord. I, I almost wish she could have a little bit more to do in the Star Wars universe now. Well, I think she might. Oh. Yeah, I mean, she's featured prominently in the video, as we'll talk yeah. about. Uh, yes. But yeah, but it, I wonder how, I bet she's prepared now because like we've talked about before, we're going to keep getting all of these wonderful tributes to Carrie Fisher as a process of this so I'm sure Billy Lord is ready to be like I I know what I have to say about each each step of the path yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I mean she's in charge of now uh, Carrie's likeness Mm -hmm. basically everyone's gonna have to go to her yeah and she'll have to approve it that's big responsibility (laughs) Big responsibility. And, and, and pay George those $2 to look there. <laughs> That's look right. There. I thought it was a nice touch by Disney adding Carrie Fisher to their legends list, mm. as it were. Uh, it makes perfect sense, and it definitely would have made, made sense going forward if she was still with us there, but uh, it was a nice honor now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So other things that happened, we did not get any news about the standalone film. Nope. We didn't get anything about Han Solo. Right. But we did get a lot of info about Star Wars Land, now called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's <laughs> a mouthful. Uh, the Star Wars-inspired land will open in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts in 2019. And there are going to be immersive experiences for guests. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. The land will feature two major attractions, one where guests will have the chance to ride in a Star Destroyer as part of an unnamed dark ride. Uh, the second will give guests the opportunity to fly the Millennium Falcon, which we've seen before in some other clips. Uh, Galaxy's Edge will take place on a new smuggler's planet and will have familiar faces like BB-8, Chewbacca, Hondo, and Rex, who you guys might know from the Star Tours ride. He's going to be a DJ at a cantina in the park. Ken, how did you feel? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things, Joseph, I'm hearing there, because a cantina in the park might mean alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. that might be Orlando, right? I, or not Anaheim. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, you know, I saw Blue Milk, and I saw one thing that said they were hinting at alcohol both places. Like, okay. it's oh. torturous to have a cantina. Yeah. And a long, 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 long wait lines, a yeah. cantina... And no alcohol seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that'd be yeah. rough. Now, I, I scoff a little bit of Galaxy's Edge. I actually really love that name. There's just no way people are going to call it Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and not Star Wars Land. I'm it's just, that's what it is. It's Star Wars Land. Yeah. But are they going to, could they, could Disney train in their, their powerful Disney way to have us just call it Galaxy's Edge? I think mm. possibly. Or I'm going to go to the edge. I'm going to go to the <laughs> cantina at the edge th- and have some blue alcoholic milk tonight. I think you have a better chance of the edge. The yeah, edge. Again, I love it because we know that this this is a planet in the Outer Rim. So right. I was like, great, that's a great name. Uh, almost like I almost wish that was the uh, like Deep Space Nine. That was the Netflix series we got. Star Wars Galaxy's, Galaxy's edge. edge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm almost, I mean, I'll go to the land and I will be excited. And I already sure. called it the land, proving Ken right. But I'm most <laughs> out of all of this. I'm most excited about Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Be- because to be super. Pedantic. It's not necessarily the outer rim. It's yeah. wild space, right? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. It's so to be in uncharted territory, unknown regions, right? So this is just such a public doubling down on all of the little bits and pieces in the canon novels. Yeah. Which you know before we're just like, oh, if you read the novels, you got to know that oh, Thrawn is from this other galaxy, and oh, the the First Order charted their special spaces and you know got there and all that. Now this is so bringing all of that into major canon. Yeah, which seems like when I heard Galaxy's Edge to me is like that's confirmation in my mind that Snoke is from that other galaxy, and that all of this yeah. is going to be important narratively to the movies. I I, uh, I think you make some great points. And Jennifer, do you think then Snoke will be wandering around Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> well, they have to have some sort of villains, right? Yeah. So maybe. Yeah, Kylo's there, I guess. Oh yeah, I believe yeah, Kylo. And there's got to be, be there. some local ginger actor uh, actor playing Don, uh, Donald Logan yeah, playing <laughs> Fox there. That'd be Don, a lot of Donald fun. You Logue, just Donald Gleason. Uh, scream yep. at guests, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, but you're right yeah. about the whole notion with the film because Imagineer Chris Beatty said that he's not really not the possibility that this planet might appear in an upcoming film. Yeah. I mean, when does this open up? 2019. 2019. Uh-huh. So, this so is, that's episode nine territory? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think canonically this is going to be sort of between eight and nine. Oh. Yeah, like when you go there, I think you're gonna be able to imagine that's this. Yeah. That's the the time frame that I'm in when all of these characters are running around. I think you're so right, and I, that that would make sense that this planet would appear in some major awesome cross promotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so right. Luke's gonna be like, "Where are we at? At the galaxy's edge?" <laughs> <laughs> and Rex, maybe that means Rex will appear on the big screen. Oh, yeah, no. if it leads to that. Yeah, this the Rex thing is so great too because I just saw the tweet. I mean, the Rex is gonna be a DJ. It's like, wow, Rex is still alive. 
alive? Good old clone trooper <laughs> DNA, and now he's spinning. Wow, how old is he? And he's spinning. Oh, that Rex. Oh, that Rex. Rex. Got it. The original Rex. The original And Rex. hopefully, you know, I'm sure they'll get Paul Rubens back to do the voice. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. Maybe he'll wander around. Maybe he can get a photo with him. We've heard of this Millennium Falcon ride, but I'm interested about this dark ride on the Star, star Story. Now, dark rides, correct me if I'm wrong, those are the, like the, you just get in a car and drive around, right? Exactly. Nothing too exciting. You're just watching some animatronics. Right, right. So, I th- I think that you're also going to come face to face with an ad at ATAT, excuse me. Uh, at <laughs> no, some no, point. you said it right. <laughs> so it's a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Again, mm. it's an immersive experience, which they keep emphasizing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I- overemphasizing. But what about Avatar Land? It seems mm-hmm. like that was a really immersive experience. And people, mm-hmm. what, what is it called? Uh, forgive me, it's not called Avatar I Land. I don't know. See, that's my point. Oh, Galaxy's Knife, yeah. I think it's called. I don't know what it's called. Uh, on the Blue Shoal. Yeah, Unobtaining Land. Unobtaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm just going to do, do you ride around and see the workings of a Star Destroyer crew in action. Yeah, that wonderful. That's if, yeah, if you're maybe you are uh, doing uh, just some cleanup and you're zipping through the Star Destroyer. Yeah. For where you have to clean up, <laughs> I think it'll be more exciting than that. Maybe. No, I'm just I'm fascinated by how immersive they can make it. Yeah. I know they want it to be immersive. I read the details about how when you're on the Falcon, everybody's going to have a job, mm. and like how you perform is going to affect the experience that you yeah. have in the park. Right. That all sounds so cool. Right. But then it's still like, well, you still need to like eat hot dogs. Yeah. And go to the bathroom and yeah. stuff. <laughs> That yeah, that's I was reading some of this stuff, and that some of it's in, in, in the next story we'll cover. But yeah, that yeah. Uh, I love that idea, and I think this is the time to do it to make a a, the, a new leap forward in theme parks and have a, your your adventures be affected. It'd be yeah. like going to the Indiana Jones ride, and sometimes you make it, and sometimes that that boulder hits you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that, and definitely we're gonna go. We're gonna have a force center field trip, I'm sure, when this finally happens, all the way in 2019, just in time to promote for episode nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's let's talk about the truly immersive this one's experience. Blowing my yeah. mind. This one, I got to hear what you guys think about this one because there is supposedly is going to no, not supposedly there is there's going to be a Star Wars themed luxury hotel at Walt Disney World, which will be a hundred percent immersive. Mm-hmm. From the moment you check into the hotel, every minute of your experience will be Star Wars. You may even have the option to dress up as the character you want to be. The hotel rooms are designed to look like cabins in a starship with windows looking out. Out into space. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is extreme role playing. How do we feel about living out our Star Wars fantasies, if you will? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I immediately think of like the, I think of like, oh, so I'm going to be in a refresher. Yeah, the bathroom. Right. I think about like the sleeping uh, and the bathroom use and like the truly intimate parts of your life are like, I don't need yeah. to role play that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to undo my fly and have, you know, yeah. Akbar going, it's a trap yeah. next to me. Like, I, I don't yeah. need that level of interaction myself. I mean, it seems so Westworld like to me. Yeah. It seems like we're there. Um, but I'm, I'm on board just to, I don't know if I'd leave the hotel. Mm. Like, how do you experience this? And like, all right, you want to go across the street to the Chili's? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it. I think with this one is obviously super immersive, but with Galaxy's Edge too, I just yeah. feel like uh, I want that immersion. In the but the the reason I'm weird about it is like I feel like it only contrasts the parts of reality that can't be made into Star Wars. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, if, if you are, you, you imagine that you just piloted the Millennium Falcon and you get off the ride, but then you know, there's still a guy who ate too many hot dogs and he's vomiting into 
a normal trash How receptacle. How many times and, like, have you seen that at, <laughs> at Disneyland? Oh my gosh. It's always been my ride experience. It's just, <laughs> wow. who vomited? No, no, no. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's just that real life will become yeah. even more obvious. Mm. It's like the hotel yeah. taking that even a step farther and saying, we're going to put you in costumes the second you get there. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, well, I imagine like if the three of us went and, uh, you know, my, my wife and your mm-hmm. husband uh, and all, all sorts of uh, uh, people who are into it. Right. Adults, yeah. great. But then if it was like like a stereotypical tourist family from Florida yeah. with a colicky baby, like Aww. in the middle of yeah. pretending that like we are on the bridge of home one, <laughs> that baby needs a nappy change, yeah. Akbar. You know, like yeah. it just, it highlights the parts of life that are real and can't be escaped. And I want to challenge it because I saw some of it was like if you do this, you know, some some stormtroopers are going, bounty hunters are going to follow you around in the yeah. park. And if that's in the hotel, like I'll I'll challenge it. Like I'll I'll take a bounty hunter on a chase through downtown Orlando. <laughs> like, I, I want to see how far this goes. Yeah, they can't follow us out of the park, right? So you like, race out of the actual Star Wars Land right. park. Like can't follow me out here, Hondo. Hondo. Uh, um, but it's fascinating yeah. to me because this is. Star Wars is the property that they should try this with. Yeah. And, and I know uh, you're a Disney aficionado and uh, been affiliated at times, Jennifer. I mean, this seems like it, it's uncharted but needed new territory for them. Yeah. How do we make the theme park experience bigger and better? It's a little creepy. Be. I mean, I think that it's going to be fun. I yeah. think you'll be into it. It's like those escape rooms, you know? There's a oh, serial, yeah. serial killer on the loose. You have to, to solve the clues. But then there comes a point where it's like, okay, I kind of want to get out of the escape room. I yeah. don't, don't want to be role-playing anymore. I've never gone to an escape room. <laughs> Is there a bathroom break in that, too? No. No? No. No. And, I mean, I talked to my friend this, uh, a little while ago who designs escape rooms. Yeah. I know oh. a couple of people who, def- who design escape rooms. And, I mean, like, yeah, there's safety, but it is about that full immersion. And I think that is a real question for people yeah. of how much immersion can they handle. Because if yes. you have a panic attack or whatever, yeah. yes. like, there needs to be sort of safety protocols. And it's Disney. I'm sure there are a million sure, safety sure. protocols. But it does bring those things to mind. And, like, yeah, when they said, like, every part of your experience in this hotel, like, okay, sleeping? Here are the things that I've seen happen when people are sleeping in Star Wars. Uh, you know, Padme was attacked by those cahoons. Are you going to yeah. try to assassinate me in my sleep? Yeah. Are you going to somehow feed horrible dreams about the death of my mother? Like, how are you going to make sleeping a part of my Star Wars yeah. experience? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. No. When, when is this due to open, Jennifer? Um, you know, I'm not I can't quite be soon. sure. No, can't it's not soon. quite soon. I think it's going to be either 2019 or 2020. No, wow. maybe later. I, yeah, you know, that would make sense if people got used to the park experience and then said, I want to take that even farther. Right. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. And how many Republic credits is this going to cost? Oh. <laughs> yeah. This can't be... No, it can't, can't be, cheap. be cheap. It's going to be a lot of money. Out here, yeah, look it up. and yeah. a huge wait. I'm sure to even book a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll try. We'll, we'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I want to ask you guys one more question about the park before we move on. Uh, the merch is interesting to me because I, I mm. read one thing that said like you'll be able to buy baubles or trinkets or something, but like if it's staying immersion. It's not going to be like buy an action figure right. of the guy you just met oh. because he's real and why would there be an action figure of him? So are you guys going to be more tempted by kind of a new frontier of merch that's all in universe? Whoa. I am. You know, Mark Donick and I talked a little bit on the Star Wars Ranked about what we need from Star Wars Land at the time. Um, and, and and original merchandise was one of the things he brought up first. Uh, okay. And, and he's a big D- Disney guy, which is why I brought him the episode. But yeah, we don't want that... 
go to any gift shop and find, uh, you know, Ma- Darth Mash, Potato Head of Darth Maul. Like, we don't <laughs> want that. You can go to any Disney store, and there's some great stuff in it. I yeah. purchased a lot there. I have some cool gl- uh, uh, glasses that I got from the Disney Star Wars store. But, yeah, we we don't, both agree we don't want that in Star Wars Land or Galaxy's Edge. We want to feel... But but then again, how do you do that? Yeah, you want to buy like a necklace that's you, just like you don't know it from the movies, but it's it? just yeah, yeah it yeah. just looks like it was designed yeah. in Star Wars. Like yeah, that, I don't know, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, that's a really good question. I want a T-shirt. You know, I want whatever <laughs> characters right. are out there. I want them on my T-shirt. So then, do they not sell T-shirts? Yeah. They've they've got it. Got it. They have got to it. Have yeah, it's that. total immersion except the shop, of course. Like yeah. it may be. Who knows? Yeah, because yeah, I want a I did crappy on the Millennium Falcon T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be great. Maybe a sense. Centralized a store at the beginning. Yeah, then, you know, Honda's hot dogs inside might be <laughs> that. I believe. Hey, I'm a hot dogs. Hot dogs. Oh my gosh, I can see that happening. I love it. So while D23 was happening, the official Star Wars social media accounts released teaser posters for yeah. the Last Jedi. Uh, there are six posters, and each one features a main cast member front and center. Stylistically, the images are dramatic and slightly ominous, since each person is wearing um, a red garment that kind of smudges mm-hmm. to white at the bottom of the image. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about the balance between light and dark, but these images definitely seem to say dark side in some right. way. What do you, what did you think when you saw these posters? What kind of feeling did you get? I thought it was a great continuation of what they've been doing by introducing red as a main theme. So like red, mm. we certainly do associate with the dark side in terms of like the lightsaber color, but to me it seems more about like action, excitement, a color that does have some history with Star Wars, but mm-hmm. hasn't been used this boldly mm-hmm. in this continuously. And to me, it was m- so much about that red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was definitely lost in that D23 bubble and didn't really see these until this morning, actually, when you sent across some news articles to us, Jennifer, and uh, opened them at work, and I loved them. And I'm looking at them now. I love that uh, it's their outfits, but all in red, and it just kind of paints this dark, ominous picture. And, and there was a lot about that panel, not panel, presentation at D23 and the behind the scenes video that made me think we're going dark at times here. I think yeah. we'll still have mm-hmm. Star Wars fun. Don't yes. get me wrong. This isn't going to be the dark night. But I mean, this these are ominous. Yeah. They are. And they're, they're all great. They're all great. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more with the behind the scenes video, but the Luke one, seeing Luke holding his mm-hmm. his and his father's and now Ray's lightsaber. Yeah. And obviously the, the one of General Leia. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just, it's such a great pose, mm-hmm. you know, to just celebrate that awesome cape cloak she gets to wear. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. big ring. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. And even Kylo and Poe and John, and John Boyega as uh, Finn, of course, and, and, and Daisy Ridley with her kind of new poncho. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi poncho. <laughs> Jedi like, poncho. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they look good, man. They look good. I, I, I'm getting more and more excited for this film. Not that I needed it. Yeah. Not that yeah. I wasn't already excited. But it works. It makes them look iconic, but different. Yeah. How, do you, how did you feel about them, Jennifer? Exactly that. Iconic, but different. Uh, uh, definitely the red is very striking, mm-hmm. very much the first order, um, dramatic. But yeah, I just thought they were gorgeous images. Yeah. Gorgeous. Well done, yeah. poster maker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Who will meet at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the poster the maker. Poster maker. <laughs> uh, the main event, though, Jennifer. Yes. Was this BTS thing. Yeah. yeah. Should we get into it? Let's, Let's do that's it. Really, that's really the big thing. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. I assume that you enjoyed it, Jennifer. Loved it. Ken, what was the experience in the room? Mm. Um, loved it. Loved it. I, I I loved it. I think overall, though, um, 
I guess I, well, this is what I kind of want to talk about is and one of our, our listeners uh, goes by the Twitter handle. Some move milker tweeted in like, I'm glad Disney just showed the BTS. I don't need more than that. And at the end of the day, that's where I come down on. Yeah. We've talked about it here. It'd be unfair of me to be like, I wanted more. And then when a trailer comes out, I want less. That just makes yeah. me sound like an idiot. So <laughs> I say that to keep in mind if, if it sounds like anything negative. I just, it seems now Star Wars Celebration was great, but when it comes to news or revelations, Disney, Lucasfilm sometimes seems to hold back at these things where you saw Marvel and you saw some of the other things uh, earlier. Um, It just and I don't know, maybe it's the cloud of Han Solo hanging over it. Mm. It was like Alan Horn came out and we were in a weird spot. We were sitting with our press seats where we could see his teleprompter. Oh, you just turned around. So we saw what was coming. We saw we uh, were getting behind the scenes and, you know, it was kind of a little cheat. We're spoiling ourselves. (laughs) He ran. It was an opening crawl. Yeah. Opening crawl. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was like, all right, we're making Han Solo. Kathleen Kennedy or excuse me. It actually started with he was like, Kathleen Kennedy's on set right now. We got director Ron Howard to make Han Solo. Uh, Things are going great. All right, cool. Last Jedi. It was, and 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 not a title reveal, not a here's a Skype call from Ron Howard or a video he sent not in. Not even like a joke. No, you know, fans have provided him with a million great Han Solo lines that would have just been a fun, you yeah. know, cheeky wink at. Yep. Yeah, it was like, cool, cool, we got that out of the way, right? All right, you love Last Jedi, right? Let's bring out <laughs> Ryan Johnson! Yeah. And uh, I had heard some rumors that had given, in the days before, that gave me hope that they were going to announce a standalone. Oh. Um, you know, it's one of those situations of someone who knows someone who works on something type of thing, and they were like, "Don't, oh, it's coming, they're announcing it. And so I had a little bit of a disappointed taste in my mouth over this whole presentation, but that said, I loved the video. And if, and if we got a title reveal from Han Solo... All those kind of things, I think it would have been fine. But I, I'm sounding like a spoiled fan. It was a great experience. Yeah. It's just also Marvel. Kevin Feige comes out and brings out just about everyone on the you know Avengers in, in those movies, and they sneak in a trailer, and yeah. it was like that was clearly the main event. Mm. Yeah. So it just seemed weird. Now, now get, hmm. Celebration was awesome. Celebration moved me to tears, but they weren't keen to be like, we're making this movie. And I think they might have been burned by Josh Trank and that whole yeah. Yeah. Boba Fett thing, Han Solo, Rogue One. They're, they're, they're in a weird spot, it seems to me, yeah. from afar. I know I'm looking from afar. I think they're just not in a place to make announcements. I got really excited because I had heard lots of rumblings and, and rumors and predictions that they would announce a standalone, and then a friend tweeted at me just a his garbagey article, though, that Ewan McGregor had allegedly been spotted, like, skulking <laughs> in the kitchens oh. of the Anaheim yeah. Convention Center. I was like, I'm going to let myself hope just a little bit. Oh, He's been seen on Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> he was just hungry, I guess. He was just back there eating. Uh, yeah, so I... You know, just watching the live stream, it seemed like, okay, well, you know, this is everything live. Yeah, yeah. So lots of big things to lots of different people. Wrinkle in Time is a big deal to a lot of people for a lot of reasons. Infinity War is huge, insane. So it made sense to me in the overall picture that Last Jedi was just kind of in the pocket of, like, it's coming. It's a big deal. Yeah. Here's this. And I thought the behind the scenes, I'm, I'm happier with that than with a trailer. I, I am too, to be clear. Mm-hmm. By the actual too. video. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because I just thought it, it revealed plenty. It added lots of, it confirmed a lot of things. Almost and it, revealed too, too much. much. Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> revealed too much, but I'm trying to be better yeah, about yeah, complaining yeah, yeah. about no, it. No, no, not no. Using my, but insert complaint here. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear me complain, just go patch in the audio from past episodes. Uh, yeah, it revealed too much. But it, it confirmed things. It revealed things. It, it, it had a lot of uh, heart and excitement to it. But my big thing with this is mm-hmm. how much 
I liked what they were trying to do with their advertising of everything about that was trying to convince you. We know that Force Awakens relied on nostalgia. Mm. We know that Force Awakens was chewy. We're home. We know that pop culture gets devoured quickly. We're only two movies in, and people are already like, is Star Wars tired? Yeah. So the whole thing is like, no, MFers, Star no. Wars is not. That whole behind-the-scenes video is just basically them streaming. Yep. It's exciting. It's new. You won't expect it. Right. Shut up. It's exciting. Yeah. Right. In a good way. Mm. I totally agree. Uh, Jennifer, yeah. did you pick that up, too, or yes. what was your takeaway? Oh, yeah. Every, everyone in the video, Daisy Ridley, Mark Hamill, John Boyega, Ryan Johnson said it was going to be unexpected. Yeah. The film is going to be fresh. It's going to be new. Uh, that's been very clear. They're trying to get people excited. I think that we we can't get nice things, you guys, because as fans, <laughs> like, we just dissect so much as Star sure. Wars fans, you know, and then all these all these sites and that are sharing leaks and spoilers and things like that, they're, they're not going to give us a Han Solo title. They're not going to give us... I knew that they weren't going to give us any sort of footage or anything from mm-hmm. Han Solo. They want to yeah. bury that. Yeah. You know, let's, no, let's you were right. You, were, you called it exactly right. That one I, I figured. But then it's just like no standalone film. We're just going to have to wait until yeah. they're fully ready and right. things are, are in, in yeah, place. It's definitely not happening at Comic-Con no. and I'd be very surprised if it did. Yeah, and it might just be one of those things. You wake up on a Tuesday morning, much like the sale of Lucasfilm. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Wait, what's happening here? I remember. Is that my old office and saw it scroll across the internet. So it could be, you know, Joseph Scrimshaw's dreams come true. Obi-Wan movie to be made. Dateline Hollywood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I don't, I feel like there were a lot of exciting things in the actual trailer. Yeah. The, the, the Sizzler. What, what what were, the Sizzler? The Sizzler. Ooh, I love some cheese toast right about now. Yeah. Yeah. The behind the Sizzler, right? Behind the Sizzler. Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when we record at night. We've all worked, guys. Yes. You just get our food wishes. Um, Oh, macaroni cheese. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in that video yeah so much really powerful stuff so like i feel like if it had just been the actors saying the the clearly controlled message Mm -hmm. i would have been bummed but there were so many powerful exciting images (gasps) to me um i think uh seeing ray with the hood up in a lightsaber Mm -hmm. i don't know why there was something incredibly powerful to Mm -hmm. me about that specific image of ray with hood because it just looked so classic Jedi. I was going to say, yeah. is it, was it because it's a Jedi look or something in the plot or maybe on a mission or something or yeah. reveal what would grab, grab you? I think the way it's lit, it looked like maybe she is in some sort of testing cave yeah. Mm-hmm. on Octo. Yeah. Um, but it, I think it just, everything that we've seen so far looks like she's training. Mm-hmm. She is in action. But a, a little bit of that part of the Jedi that's like pensive. Yeah, that's uh, inward looking and philosophical. Mm-hmm. That's all communicated with that hood and just that one shot of her just kind of raising it up in a more I don't know elegant way, not a right. fighting way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. She's gone through finishing school. Yeah, right. there was a lot with Ray in this. There was the the I mean we've seen it now the handing of the lightsaber to Luke. Yeah, that yeah yeah. I mean yeah. he's got dots on his hand, but you know yeah. I mean <laughs> if you ever told me like would you be uh, almost moved to tears by seeing. You know, Mm -hmm. an older man with green (laughs) tape on his fingers holding a thing like, well, maybe like that just is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hand alone was giving the performance of a lifetime. (laughs) Just just how reluctant it was. I mean, it's just like, oh, I think his performance is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
<sighs> Jennifer, what were some of the like just specific images that grabbed you? Because like we could do a whole breakdown, but there are a million on the internet, mm-hmm. so we just want to talk about the moments that were powerful to us. What what was powerful to you? <laughs> the creatures. Yeah. I mean, obviously Ray and Luke. All those images were fantastic, but the creatures always get me so excited, and how they just fit so well with this story. Right. They just seem, you know, this this space fox or whatever this yeah. creature <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, the little crystally foxy guy. Yeah. Uh, it's the spirit of Ahsoka. <laughs> you know. uh, I, obviously, the Porgs. The, the Porgs. The freaking little bird-like the, the, creatures. The Porgs are the winners of D23. Oh, are the, 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 I hadn't heard the name. That, that's the name, Porg. P-O-R-G. Where, Porg. where did they announce the Porgs? How they much more of my life can I find, send yes. on social media? Uh, and I miss no. Porgs. Even back in April, we missed it. There's stories. Wait, what? Yeah, our first look. I tried sketch, to Google it today and I missed uh, it. Our friends over at Making Star Wars ran uh, okay. our first look sketch of Porgs from Star Wars: Last Jedi. Uh, we've seen some other stuff. Okay, um, Porgs. So I okay, I was calling them space otters, but Porgs is better. Oh. I like space otters. <laughs> I like space otters. They're so cute, and the fact that it's like it's a puppet, it's an animatronic puppet just yeah. as, uh, that just always touches my heart when I see yeah. that and the ma- the masks that the people were wearing in the Canto Bite Casino that yeah. sequence to me gets me so excited because yeah. we know Kelly Marie Tran is yeah. a fantastic comedic actress John Boyega is great with humor and action right. it's going to be a fun little mission there right I, I mean I keep talking with Joseph about it this is going to be future databank brawl location oh, right here yeah man. we're yes. never going to leave so Canto many Bite. things are yeah. in there yes. I know, some porgs are going to fight for some sure that like a little a dealer, like a casino yes. dealer on the table, like a little creature, yeah, little shrimpy little kind of guy. guy. That oh, is, is not Gascon Mieber because that no. got uh, debated and yeah. quickly shot down. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? So the the creatures were all great. The porgs. Oh, I love the porgs, uh, especially the I like the blinking one was great. Yeah, but mm. I like the one who was being pet. On yeah. the rocks. Oh, I know. The little petty porg. So cute. Oh my god. Petty porg. Oh, petty porg. So, what other uh, like plot details or hints or things that made you start rolling your mind excited you guys? Yeah. Leia. Leia? Definitely. She looked like she was in mourning mm-hmm. in one of the shots, which okay. makes sense. Mm-hmm. The exchange with her and uh, Vice Admiral Holdo, yeah. Laura Dern's character. There's a warm kind of greeting, mm-hmm, or like mm-hmm. like a Vice Admiral is kind of like um, sympathizing with her. I can't really tell what it is, but that's going to be an interesting exchange. Yeah, yeah. I think her she's going to have a good storyline. Yeah. Uh, for 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 me, uh, it was it was Ray fighting three dudes. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it, that was the big one for me. Plot. Yeah. Point wise, was the stick fighting mm-hmm. because there was a lot of people training with sticks. We then yeah. we saw that shot of the first order. Uh, yeah. Stormtroopers with some sort of stick device, some sort of big torturous device. Yeah, and yeah. the training uh, uh, shot of Adam Driver, he yeah. is also fighting two people with sticks. Yeah, right. so it made me think that like, oh, is there some like third force? Is that like the big <laughs> twist and surprise that we think this is all about the resistance in the first order, but there is some third? It's contingent. the chiss. The chiss. The chiss have come in. The chiss come in with their sticks. Uh, the yeah. elves have come to honor allegiance with men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought, is it, it was Adam Driver in one of the shots fighting Ray with the other two guys? I don't know. I, I have to go watch it again and again, uh, frame by frame. Yeah, but. I think it looked, it was just, I mean, it's a training, so it's maybe yeah. just random. But it mm-hmm. but it was training fighting dudes who were yeah. holding sticks in a stick way, not yeah, in a yeah. lightsaber way. But it, it could be him training with the Knights of Ren and then. 
Right, they right, right. Attack right. Ray. Uh-huh. And, and and to be clear to those listening, we understand that those sticks will be lightsabers at some point yes. on the screen, or yes, at least light some sort sticks. of force pike. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that for me, uh, going back to the Holdo stuff too, though, Jennifer, that's a great stuff. I, I there was that reveal when they brought Laura Dern out on stage, and there was uh, I think that shot. I think it was one that Johnson took because Ryan Johnson captured stuff so well with his still, still camera, mm. and it's her holding the blaster. Oh. And what, uh. I, what I liked about it is, you know, this is not this is someone in the resistance, not necessarily a politician, right? And she is a, a woman of action as well. And I liked it was a great shot. She's got the blaster up, and that's uh, where she said she made the pew pew sounds when she you know, oh, shot it. So wow. I, I like that that reveal a lot too. I think that was out, more outside the BTS video mm. than that. Yeah, no, I thought. Again, it was a lot of stuff, and like the theme, Joseph. More than anything, is is what I think you were right about. Is they're really like this stand by to stand by. Yeah, some stuff's mm. gonna happen here. Yeah, yeah taking it different directions. Yeah, and in, in a way, I think that makes me feel better about the amount that they've revealed and the amount that they've connected. Yeah, because like another thing that I thought was uh, featured heavily in this was just like all of the water shots, like. Shot yeah, of Ray yeah, diving, yeah. a lot of pools, you know. Yeah. So it made it me seem like well, there's going to be some significant, yeah, scene. I liked Ray camping under the under the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, and Chewie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Chewie. Okay, was it Chewie or Ray? It was Chewie. That oh, one shot. I saw the, it wrong. Okay, it's Lonely Chewie. Lonely which I mean, Chewy. it absolutely looks like his jazz album cover. Of, it like, does. What he? Oh, what is he? Gosh. That's but, I mean, sad. Oh, I know. It's almost like Luke didn't even let him in the hunt. <laughs> <Luke> didn't even, <laughs> Leia didn't hug him. Luke's oh. letting him down. Well, someone's gonna watch the Falcon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I saw. I see. I got. I do have to see it. I have to watch this a little bit more. I was on yeah. the run uh, over the weekend, but yeah. Okay, so yeah. Chewy, that makes more sense. That's Chewy, and that that one that shot was fascinating because. Almost a direct response to everybody going like, "Well, what's happening to Chewie? Is he just sitting yeah. down there like a lift driver?" And yes. then they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Here, in fact, here's the shot of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, absolutely, mm. absolutely. What right. else would he do? Right, uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole I'm excited about every every single shot made me excited. Yeah, yeah. and as you pointed out to me, Joseph, there's a lot of dancing in this video. Yes, mm. a lot of dancing, and with John Boyega and Daisy Ridley get on set, and and of course Oscar Isaac from that famous meme uh, GIF a couple years ago. Uh, there's a lot of dancing. There's a ton of dancing. There's that nice, really nice shot of Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. And yes. looks like in a parking lot bobbing along to something. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powerful, powerful stuff. Who would you like to dance to, with in yeah. Star Wars? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good thought. Uh, of all those characters that I would want to dance with... Uh, I did, a, I did a little anchor thing about this, and I said BB-8, because then I could bob safely, you know? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to try to prove anything if you're dancing with, yeah. the, with BB-8. Yeah. So I, I think maybe BB-8. Uh, Jennifer? Uh, Who are you dancing with in Star Wars? Poe. Poe? Oh, right. Yeah, we know Poe? Oscar Isaac can dance oh, great. He does. Yeah. In uh, Ex Machina, he yeah. did an awesome little dance sequence. Well, if we're counting all of Star Wars, I'm going to dance with Wicked. Oh! You know? Mm. He knew how to. Good. He knew how to get down. Yeah, he knew how to get down. Yeah, you know, if we're gonna go cute, I'll do like eight <laughs> eight porgs in a trench coat. Wow, <laughs> just a big, <laughs> just a big pile of porgs, bushel of porgs, <laughs> <laughs> a bushel of porgs to dance with. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Oh well, the beautiful. video is out there. You guys can take it in for yourselves and watch it again and again and again and and pull all the little morsels, all the little revelations in it. There, it definitely was good, and the theme is good. Mark. Hamill at D23 was interesting coming out and saying, I've learned to say things better. <laughs> um, I don't disagree with my director, but things are different in this movie. And I, I think that's what I took away above all from D23. Yeah. Mm. And I'm thrilled by it because it makes me feel like no matter how many more shots they release, there's still 
big surprises that they are successfully hiding from us. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any closing thoughts, Jennifer, on D23? It was pretty, you know, we didn't get some of the things that we'd hoped for. Yeah. But it was satisfying as a fan. Even <laughs> I, even though I couldn't attend, I felt like I was there. Yeah. The hey. magic of the internet. <laughs> hey, Disney puts on a good show all yeah. around. I got to be in the same building as Oprah, oh. so I'm, I'm happy. Wow. I'm happy with that. Her majesty was there. Mm. So that is a look at what happened at D23, a look at the Last Jedi behind-the-scenes video. Now it is time to take some audience questions. We love to do this every week. We take them from Twitter, Facebook, and our Patreon page, which you can go support at patreon.com slash center. We got some good ones, Joseph. You, uh, you uh, go through and pick some great ones. We got a ton from fans, and we can only pick a few for each episode, but you got some good ones. Yeah, these are some good, juicy ones. So we'll start off, uh, we have two from uh, not Patreon uh, patrons. So from our non-Patreon list, we have Stephen Kelly, who asked us on Facebook. This is, and this is a really hard question. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for people like myself who probably won't have the luxury of seeing The Last Jedi when it first comes out on how to avoid spoilers? Besides staying off the internet, not talking to strangers, listening to your iPod in the theater lobby, and not looking at cars with writing on them. Thanks for any advice. Uh, great callback to the jerks who put Han died on their car. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think Stephen has put down pretty much everything you can do other than yeah. lock yourself in a cabin. Yeah. Yeah. I think my only advice is, like, you could uh, really, really cosplay Luke. You could, like, <laughs> just say, I'm not going to leave yeah. home. I'm going to put my hood up, and I'm just going to meditate. I'm going to think about different ways I could understand the Force. Yeah. And I'm not going to go out. What are your thoughts, Jennifer? Yeah. Uh, the other night, well, last night, I was trying to avoid Game of Thrones because I couldn't watch it right, right. away. I had to avoid everything. Yeah. It, right. It's just the fact. But I think online, you can, like, mute, right? You can mute The you Last mute Jedi. Hashtag yeah. Star Wars. Words. Yeah. But, I mean, you just, you're going to well, have to but, avoid But everything. that's the thing is, you know, I find, too, like, with Game of Thrones now, I, I, because I, of my job, I have to watch right when it comes out. But uh, for that or other shows, um, I find, no, I'm not going to go on social media tonight. I'm not going to do it. And then it's such a habit that next thing you know, I pick up my phone and I'm like, oh, no, nah, I just saw that. What did I, what did I do? Yep. It's, it's, it's all about your, your own self, uh, self-control, Stephen. Yeah. How much can you deny yourself? Yeah, it's like <laughs> how you do kind of have to just step away and not be a part of the world. That yeah. said... I, correct me if I'm wrong, friends, but I feel like the first 24 hours, maybe 48 after Force Awakens, people were shockingly good about not tweeting. Yeah, Han died. They were. Yeah, they were. You had a little bit of it. You had some of the pictures. Uh, the picture of Han dying was went around. Yeah, mm. uh, we had Screen Junkies got. Uh, I, th- I think I had seen it, but like I think Hal Hal Rudnick got spoiled because someone DM'd him the picture. Ah. Uh. Uh. No, he just popped up on his phone. He was like, oh, what is that? You so, know what? This gives me yeah. an idea for advice that we can give Stephen. Yeah. Which is just unfollow all assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Close your DMs and unfollow anyone who's you're just like on the borderline. Is, is that person a jerk? Yeah. Unfollow him now. Delete. Just in case. Yeah. That is a great question, Stephen, and we relate to your challenges, and we wish you the best of luck. Our next question comes from Kirk Heisig. Kirk asks... What kind of scent do space travelers like to use to spruce up their ships? Kessel spice? Alderan flowers? 
Corellian new? <laughs> Rancor bacon? All great ideas, Kirk. I, I think there's a, he kind of, Corellian new is a good, I think, new spaceship. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Gamorian grunge. Oh, yeah. Might be one. Gamorian grunge. Yeah. So would that smell like a Gamorian who's been wearing a flannel shirt? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just just uh, 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 snort along to uh, Nirvana songs. Uh, and Ewok musk. Mm. Ooh, yeah, Ewok musk. That's lovely. Yeah, mm. How about you, Jennifer? What smells do you want to take from that galaxy far, far away into your vehicle? The Something from... You know, I think Jabba's palace would just actually... In general? I think Ooh. that it probably, even though it's hot and humid in there, Pungent. I think that he pumps in some good fragrance. Like citrus. Yeah. You know? Citrus. Yeah. And There's nothing about that scene that makes me think citrus <laughs> is going on there. I want, yeah. Grapefruit it, scent. It's kind of underground, so it might have like that uh, little bit of mildew smell. Yes, that mixture. <laughs> yes. With citrus. Yeah. Okay. Because totally, he's trying to mask that, plus his own stench, plus the rancor that's down in the pit. You know, he wants it to be rancor pleasant for bacon. his guests. All right. I want to know from our fans out there, what do you think Jabba's Palace actually smells like, and what does he spritz through the hallways We'll there? put a poll up and see if anybody <laughs> thinks citrus. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the best. No, I understand. If you want to cover it up, you know, you need something, you need something I don't like sharp. Vanilla, you know? I don't think the J- Jabba's Palace smells like a farmer's market, like, <laughs> you know, on a fresh Saturday morn. No. <laughs> you know? Jabba's potpourri, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my ideas were, I, I think my one I truly want is I would want a scent called Lando's Closet. Oh, oh okay. now that smells uh, good. Right, because Lando yeah. smells good. Mm-hmm. His clothes probably smell good. They're oh, probably scented. Fresh. Yeah, for sure. Oh, a little like a little citrus and <sighs> mm, who knows what. I can dig. I can mm-hmm. dig. And then I have no idea what this would smell like, but my other idea was uh, going off the Alderanian wine that we learn about in Bloodline. Just something called yeah. Tonneray Sunset. Ooh. You don't know what it is, mm. but it sounds elegant. I like that. Mm. I like that. Full-bodied. Full bodied. I like. I don't even know if it will smell, but crate red would be. Oh yeah, just a, that almost sounds like a beer. Yeah, made on the yeah. planet crate. It's an exciting new smell that you won't know what it is, and you won't be. You'll be very surprised, Star Wars fans. That's a great question, Kirk. Moving on to questions we got from our patrons on Patreon. Thank you for your support. Uh, this first one comes from Kyler Allred. All red, just like the promotion for The Last Jedi. (laughs) The Last Jedi is the first Star Wars movie to pick up right where the last one left off. Do you think that Episode Nine should continue this or go back to skipping ahead a few years? Mm. I have strong opinions about this, but first I want to hear Jennifer. Oh, okay. Uh, You know, I do think that they're going to have to skip ahead, Mm -hmm. especially dealing with Leia's storyline. They're going to have to figure out a way to kind of wrap that up, explain her absence. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, I, I would like, I, I would hate to, how about this? I would, I would not, hate's not the word I want to use. Give in to y'all hate. Um, <laughs> I, I would not want the new trilogy to take place over the course of days, weeks, and just months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want some time to be, some time to explain what happened to Leia. And, and as a fan, like, I, and to be clear, I love that seven and eight are starting minutes apart at least mm-hmm. with Luke and, and Ray who, who knows what else we'll see but as a fan I mean we know that's that's why we're able to have these canon books and comics and all these adventures and forces of destiny and all this kind of thing they all happen in those time periods I want I want do want that time to explore yeah that's my strong opinion is like they really need some space to let these characters breathe because we you know look at the original trilogy and it's you know 30 40 years later and we're still wanting to tell stories in those spaces mm. I do think it's possible that Luke and Ray are starting exactly where they left off but there's more time in other 
stories. Uh-huh. In yeah, this could be for lack of a better term, a cold opening. A cold yes. opening. Yeah, I think I think it might be. I think that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, we're going to talk all about Forces of Destiny for our next episode. But I yeah. think Forces of Destiny is one of the things that makes this really clear. Is they're really their hands are super tied right now with storytelling for Ray. Yeah, it's like storytelling on top of a pin. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. they really want them to leave themselves plenty of elbow room in between eight and nine. Mm. Yeah. Good Absolutely. Point. Excellent. Our final question then. Uh, again, apologies because I don't always know how to pronounce people's names. So uh, this is a, a regular listener, a regular contributor on Twitter and Facebook. So I'll try saying your name three times and I apologize that I don't know. Connie Shi? Sha? Shi? Connie Shi. Connie Shi. I'll go with Shi. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Connie's a great supporter. Mm-hmm. Connie's a great Hi, supporter. Connie. So I hope I nailed one of the pronunciations of your I name. I think we not, got I think I'm, we got Coney right. We got we got Connie right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Here's what Connie asks. Both Yoda and Maz Kanata have lived for centuries, with Yoda nine hundred years old and Maz one thousand plus years old. Both know the force. Do you think they crossed paths at any point in time? If so, where and what type of conversations or interactions do you think they had? Mm. Ken? I, I absolutely do, do think they interacted. Now, it could be cheesy if they do it wrong or tell that story wrong. Yeah. And, and wrong's a strong word to use to point at other storytellers. But you know what I mean? This could be a wah, 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 Yoda and Maz went on a date. <laughs> I mean, I like that. But, yeah, there's something mysterious about Maz. I'm glad we don't have the answers. Uh, I want Lupita Nyong'o to come back and do this voice time and time and time again. So that... I hope there's more to her and more to the adventures. And, yeah, how she understands the Force. Her and Yoda running into each other along the way would be interesting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jennifer? I could see this this team. I love this idea so much. I could see them coming together in, like, a kid's book, even an episode of Forces of Destiny, dare yeah. I say. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But what I would really love to see is, like, an antique roadshow kind of thing <laughs> where Maz, you know, she has all these relics and trinkets, and so she asks Yoda, like, are these related to the Jedi? What is this worth? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So he can answer mm. those questions for All her. things are valuable in the Force. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd have yeah, a great really sense of humor together, yeah. you know? Yeah, I want to see them, perhaps in Forces of Destiny or a kid's book, I want them uh, playing Dejeric or Hollow oh. Chest together, right. and I want them uh, to be debating the Force. Because I think Maz is all about the Force, where Yoda's about the fourth Force and the Jedi. Mm. So I think maybe just seeing her kind of poke mm-hmm. Yoda at some of the failings of the Jedi that we'll see. Oh, okay. Like That'd be that. deep. I like that. You know, good kid's book. Yes. So uh, those are our audience questions. All great questions. Thank you for uh, taking us on this journey of imagining what will be next for Star Wars and what will it smell like. <laughs> <laughs> Citrus. <laughs> uh, but that, that was a great question, Siani Shi. <laughs> uh, guys, fun episode. I'm sound, I'm sound like Christopher Walken auditioning for Han Solo. How terrible is that? <laughs> guys, I've never done that ever. Uh, that was a fun episode. <laughs> Looking back at D23, I gotta go. I, as we're talking, I'm like, I gotta go watch the behind-the-scenes video. I've only seen it twice. What did I miss? Because really? when you see it in a convention hall, it's like with the last Jedi trailer. We missed a, a half of that. Yeah. Because they're screaming, hooting, hollering. Oh, You're sure. screaming, hooting, and hollering. So yeah. I, gotta, I really gotta go back. Uh, and I watched it again today, thinking, let me, let me get a handle on it. And I missed 
it was chewy. God, what's yeah. wrong with it? I'm upset. I got to get out. I got out of my head here. Oh. Uh, but uh, Force Center moves forward. We will be on the road to San Diego Comic Con, and we got some news about that. Joseph, what's going on there? We are going to have a Force Center meetup. Uh, we are going to be at a place at a time that you guys can come and uh, say hello to us, and uh, we will probably have a drink if you're the drinking kind. You can yeah. certainly have a drink with us, and that is going to be Friday of San Diego Comic Con at 4 p.m. at the Fox Sports Bar at the Hilton Bayfront Force Center Meetup. We will, of course, uh, tweet and Facebook about it as well. So we don't know. Uh, we got busy schedules at San Diego Comic-Con. We don't know how long we'll have to be there. Uh, we've all got things uh, that evening. So uh, show up right around 4 o'clock, and hopefully we'll get to see some of our Force Center fans. You guys are all great. Mm. Absolutely going to be fun. We are all uh, uh, on on. On, on a, a course to be there. Comic Con changes fast, but we're definitely going to be there and take time to meet with you guys. If you got a Four Center shirt, man, come on by, show it, and uh, let's uh, let's celebrate Four Center together. We are on this journey with you guys, and we have a lot of fun celebrating Star Wars with you. You can follow us on Twitter at Four Center. Uh, pod. Uh, we are past 2,000, but keep those uh, followers coming. We want to grow and grow uh, on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review. And we like to do special databank brawls as a gift back to you guys. Uh, if we hit a certain amount of ratings and reviews, we are looking for 225. We crossed 200. And then when that happens, Joseph will prepare a particularly painful, <laughs> big classic character databank brawl. And also on Facebook, you can like us there. And Patreon is out and about. We are up and running there. If you uh, haven't heard, patreon.com slash Joseph. We have a special show coming up as we do every month with our Finish the Fan Fiction. That's right. We do a patron-only bonus episode. It's called Finish the Fan Fiction. We get prompts from our patrons uh, that begin the story, and then we spin a yarn about what the Jedi invest in or how uh, Qui-Gon Jinn uh, figures into the romance <laughs> on Tatooine. <laughs> we answer a lot of exciting things. We answer fun. a lot of questions. <laughs> and of course, Jennifer has great t-shirts, but so do we? Yes. On T Public, you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash force center and buy some merchandise to support us both, uh, you know, by purchasing the shirts, but also out and about and being a force center fan proud. Uh, Jennifer, you've uh, you've got a couple shirts you're wearing too now, right? I do. I have yeah. a tank top, two different shirts. I have some stickers. <laughs> I'm buying it. all of our merch. <laughs> Love it. Guys, that is it for this week. Next week, we are going to be uh, pre-taping because we... Uh, like I said, are going to be at Comic-Con, and Joseph, we're going to take a look uh, more in-depth at Forces of Destiny. Yeah, yeah. It's been out for a little while, but now eight, all eight episodes are out. All three of us are together, so we were going to really dig in because I think we all loved Forces of Destiny. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I know, Jennifer, it's uh, it's important for you. Your daughter is watching Star Wars. <laughs> she is. That is great. So look for that next week, guys. We appreciate the support. We'll hopefully see you in San Diego Comic-Con. If not, you know where to find us. We'll hang out here on another episode of Force Center. So, uh, for that, for Sad Chewy on a camping trip and all the red and last Jedi. We'll see you next time. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.